Hey everyone, Rebecca here. I just wanted to let you all know that the official Patreon page for How the Fuck Did You Get So Confident is now live. We're offering things like early access to episodes, video recordings of episodes, bonus content, and more. So head on over to patreon.com slash howthefuck to subscribe. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to How the Fuck Did You Get So Confident? My name is Rebecca, and this is the podcast where I chat with friends, peers, and strangers to figure out, well, how the fuck they got to be so confident. In this episode, I chat with vegan chef and entrepreneur Amanda Warren of Superstition Cuisine. We talk about finding ways to recenter yourself every day, incorporating music into your life, learning how to say no, and so much more. This is How the Fuck Did You Get So Confident? with guest Amanda Warren. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for chatting with me. Thanks for giving me your time, first of all. So usually I start by asking, what is your definition of confidence? Okay. Um, I think it's just being, you know, content with what you're doing and, you know, knowing that you're where you're supposed to be and doing what you're supposed to be doing. And I think that when you have that, it's, you know, you're untouchable at that point. Yeah. You have, this is your calling or this is your, this is your thing, you know? Yeah. Do you consider yourself? What? Go ahead. It took me a long time to figure that out, actually. Yeah. I was going to say, do you consider yourself a confident person now? Sometimes, you know, it's, it's, it comes and goes, but, um, like, I think, I think right now, yes. Like in this moment of my life, I think that I am. Yeah. Um, but you know, before I I was kind of like always searching for that, like, am I supposed to be doing what I'm doing or, you know, where I'm supposed to be, but yeah. Were you confident as a kid? No. I'm going to switch this view while I'm thinking about it, actually. Okay. There we go. You were not a confident kid. Absolutely not. I was terrified. (laughs) Where did you grow up? Um, I was born in North Carolina. Okay. And then uh, moved to Illinois for a few years, then back to North Carolina for high school. So I just kind of moved around like elementary school in one place, middle school, and then high school in another place. So it was kind of like restarting, like with new friends, new people. Um, So I was always kind of like, you know, okay, who do I want to be now? And it did give me a chance to kind of reinvent myself each time. But at the same time, it was like, okay, reset everything. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, I think moving to California, I've been here, I think 10 years now. Mm-hmm. So I think that was a big, it was a big change for me, but yeah, um, it was, it's good. Yeah. So, okay. So you moved around a lot. Do you have any siblings? I have one brother, one younger brother, a younger brother. So you're the oldest. Did you ever feel any sort of responsibility to be a certain person for your younger brother? Not really. We are polar opposite. Really? Yes. Like he is very, he's just good. Like he was boy scout. (laughs) He's just like very, very like people pleaser, you know, like very much like clean cut, like everything. Me, I was like, I like death metal. I'm going to rebel. I'm going to dye my hair every color that yeah. I can think of. And my parents were like, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, but, what, what did, is confidence something that your parents tried to instill in you or were they focused on different qualities? Um, I think they had 
they wanted to me to be confident, but they also more so wanted me to be their version mm. of, you know, a good person. Right. And, you know, for me, that was different than what they thought, you know, totally. So, totally. you know, like my brother, like I said, like he was always like, what do you want me to do? And I was right. like, what makes me happy right now? How did you cultivate that? Were you always like that? Like, even as a kid, it sounds like you kind of did what you wanted to do and you weren't like people pleasing. Um, I, I don't know where that came from, to be yeah. honest. I think I just, um, when I started listening to like heavier music, I actually like mm. found that power. Like, I kind of felt like, okay, like this is, I like this. Like, this feels powerful to me. And it kind of gave me that confidence to uh, break out of my little shell, my little like yeah. confined thing. I'm taking Hang notes. On. So that's why when I look down, I'm just doing some little writing. I recap what <laughs> oh, you yeah. talk about oh, at, the no, end of the, at the end of the episode. <laughs> so that's what I'm writing down. Oh, that's cool. Um, so what did, did you, did you experience anything growing up in any of those places that, that get, like knocked your confidence a little bit? And if so, what was that and how did you overcome it? Um, yeah, I mean, the, the moving thing was always yeah. so awkward for me. Um, I was always like put in like the, the gifted, you know, classes or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I always felt like, kind of like, I didn't belong there. Like, okay, you say this, but like, mm -hmm. I feel like I'm just like stumbling through mm -hmm. this, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it's always, always kind of like, I'm trying to meet these expectations that people have put on me. Right. I didn't ask for, but, right. you know, but um, I think I kind of, you know, finally found myself through that. Um, During high school or after high school, would you say? Definitely after okay. high school was just like, I was like, I just got to get through this. <laughs> like, yeah. Let's just be done with this. Yeah. Um, but that is when like, you know, I met people that, you know, introduced me to, to metal and, and, you know, I started going to shows when I was able to, um, and I, I really, I think that was like a big thing. Like I was thinking about this when you asked me, like, where did this confidence like come from? Yeah. And yeah. I think it was a lot of going to those shows and like, especially it was, a, it's very male dominated, mm. you know, uh, place, <laughs> these right. shows, but you know, showing up and being like, yeah, I'm a woman and I can like this music too. And it's fine. And I think that that gave me a lot of confidence to kind of pursue what I wanted and, and kind of mold myself the way that I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and I even went so far as like, I started organizing shows, like promoting shows, stuff like that. I did, I did that too for a little bit. You did? Yeah. <laughs> it's so fun. <laughs> yeah. I did that too, but I was like, the very low level. I was like flyer. Oh, I, I mean, was like me flyer, too. I'm like flying and <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, I did that too. Mm. Yeah. Um, but it was fun for me. Like I, I, you know, like to be involved in that. And, um, yeah, it's so important to find a group of people that you share similar interests with. Absolutely. And it sounds like maybe you lived in a small town at some point or am I wrong? Oh yeah. So when I lived in Illinois, tiny town, Carbondale, Teeny yeah. tiny little town. So it's um, hard to find people because there's not a lot of people there already. It's hard yeah. to find like anybody who shares similar interests. So sometimes Absolutely. it takes like moving to a, 
a bigger city or like a more open-minded city Absolutely. to, to, to get that group and in turn mm-hmm. build that self-esteem, that confidence. Um, okay. So once you graduated high school, did you move? What, what, what happened after high school for you? So after high school, I went to college, to community okay. college. Um, and I, I went for business, uh, mm-hmm. just because I didn't know what else to go for. So I was yeah. like, well, this is at least safe, you know? Um, but I, I hated it. I hated mm-hmm. every moment. I was like, okay, this is so boring. Like, I don't like this. Um, I started doing makeup. I started doing like wedding makeup, uh, started my own business for that. Um, and that I just, I literally felt like I was just like guessing the whole time. Like mm. even after tons of weddings, tons of them, every single time I'm like, why, why are they paying me? Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I'm just like guessing here, but, but it was fun for me and I, I liked it. And it was a creative outlet again for me to just kind of you know, explore that part. Um, but I don't think that I, I ever really loved it. Like yeah. I, I liked it, but yeah, I didn't feel like, Oh, this is my thing. You know? Yeah. But that still um, takes a, a good amount of confidence to like start your own. Yeah. Business yeah. And, like, do everything that comes with that. Yeah. It was, um, I just kind of, I fell into it. You know, I started working at Ulta and they were like, you're really good. Like you should be one of our makeup artists. And I was like, okay. And then I got clients from there. Like people would come in and they would be like, you know, can you do my wedding? Can you do prom? Can you do this fashion show? Like, and I just, I just kept saying, yes. I just kept being like, all right, I'll, I'll give it a try. You know, I'll, yeah. I'll do my best, but, yeah. <laughs> but so like that, and then for a long time, I thought, okay, like this is what I'm going to do. You know, yeah. I thought, all right, I can, I can make this work. Um, I always wanted to do like special effects. Like that was always my goal. Like I wanted to do, you know, the gore and everything like that. But, um, I moved to California, uh, when I met Ian, cause he's from here and he, you know, he wanted to not be long distance across the country. Sure. So I was like, all right, let's do that. Like, let's, I'm going to make that move. And when I got out here, you know, of course, Los Angeles, very different from Wilmington, North Carolina and, you know, for makeup. So I started, you know, with retail again. And I think that kind of broke my love for makeup. Really? I think it just, why, what happened? I think it was like having to sell product or yeah. And I could not get over like the, the brands that I would work for were like, you got to tell them this is what's wrong with their face. And I was like, I can't do that. Like, like this will help you. This will make you better. And I'm like, I, I can't do that. You know what I mean? Like, I can't a fun expression of self. (laughs) It's not, I'm I'm not doing it to exactly correct people's correct. Yeah. Like, 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 this is is not a fix you situation. Yeah. No way. Yeah. So I think that I just kind of got really jaded with it. I kind of got really like, I don't like any part of this, Yeah. but, um, and then, you know, when I found veganism, I was like, I believe in this, like this, I can get behind. I'm in this. Like, yeah. How did, how did that happen? How did, how did you find veganism and like, how did that affect you? Um, I mean, I always was like the animal lover, like, forever like oh she's you know 
always like, here's this polar bear thing. You know what I mean? Like all the time. Um, but I never like made that connection. Like I'm eating this cute little animal that I think is adorable. And, um, but so I, I, it was, uh, the documentary cowspiracy Mm -hmm. on Netflix. Um, and we, Ian and I watched it together and it was like halfway through and I just like broke down. I just started crying. I was like, I, I can't, I can't eat meat anymore. Like I won't. And that was it for me. Like I was done with meat period. Um, and then I think it was about a week later. I was like, well, why am I drinking milk? Like, why am I like eating cheese? It's the same thing. You know, it's, it's still harming, um, creatures. So yeah, I just, it just kind of all clicked and fell into place. And I just, I haven't looked back. I just, yeah, I can't imagine that, but yeah. And when did you get into being a vegan chef and having pop-ups and your own product and things like that? How did that unfold? That was just, uh, from boredom. (laughs) Like that was Ian went on tour. I was for, I think he was gone for a month and a half. And I was just like, and when was this? This was back in 2015. Okay. And he had just joined a new band then they're overseas. And Mm -hmm. so he had, you know, he was out there and I was just, I was so bored. I was like, okay, what can I do? Like, can I experiment with some stuff? So I started looking up recipes and stuff online. And I was like, I think I can like mess with this a little bit. I think it can like, you know, make this my own. And, um, you know, Ian went to culinary school actually before, um, before he joined the band, he was, he went to culinary school. He thought that this was the path that he wanted to take. Um, and you know, he ended up like hating that, like working in restaurants. He's like, no, I hate hard. Yeah. I'm going back to music. But, um, when he came back home, I was like, look, I have all these crazy ideas. Like we can make our own like vegan meats and vegan cheeses. And he was like, okay, like let's try. But yeah. And so I just started, you know, posting on Instagram, like, Hey, I made this food. (laughs) It looks cool. (laughs) And, um, yeah, I just kind of grew. And, uh, finally people were like, you should, you should do pop-ups. Like you should sell your food. Like it's cool. And I'm like, okay. You know? And then I think the night of our first pop-up, we were just that was like the best I felt in so many years oh is like seeing so many people like so stoked, like line around the block. Like, Oh my God. It was, it was insane. Like, I was just like, why are all these people here? Is it just from, just from seeing yourself on Instagram? Is that That's how it. they found out just, about it? Yeah. Just Instagram, just like wild. That so is so wild. wild. What was that experience like? Like deciding that you were going to do a pop-up and then like, did nervousness come along with that or like any fear or self-doubt and like, what did you overcome? Obviously you overcame it because you did a successful pop-up, but what was that process like? It was a new thing. It was terrifying. Yeah. You know, I, I remember the night before we were, um, <laughs> we were making a playlist, like of all the music we wanted to have playing there. And I was like, I was like, how long should we make this? And I, Ian was like, I don't know, probably like three hours is going to take, it's, you know, I don't know if anybody's going to show up. Like, you know, we don't know. Um, and then we sold out in an hour and it was just like, oh, like we really just had no idea who was coming. Yeah. Um, what was happening? We just I kind of just recruited like all my friends to come and help. I was like, can you just like take orders? Can you help me? Like, 
And so it was just a bunch of people that had like never been in the kitchen before and didn't know we were doing, we were just like, all right, let's, let's see what we can do. And, um, you know, some liquid courage, uh, <laughs> happened, but, um, you know, for that hour that we were like dishing out food, it was just the best. And like, just so much encouragement from the community and like, yeah, so much love. Incredible. Yeah. I remember I found out about you for, through Instagram. I don't remember. I don't remember how I don't remember who <laughs> I have no idea, but I remember being like, Oh my God, this vegan <laughs> cheese looks fucking bomb. <laughs> and then I, and then I just drove to your house in Pasadena <laughs> yeah. and picked up cheese from you. And I remember a friend being like, what are you doing today? And I was like, I gotta go pick up vegan <laughs> cheese from my vegan chef. Um, <laughs> It's like such a, I feel like it's such an LA thing. Like oh, I'm going so to get my vegan cheese <laughs> from her house. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to go over there. Yeah. Like it's like people drive like hours and I'm like, why? <laughs> but <laughs> I know it's awesome. It's, it's always like, and, and I'm still like, every time someone gets something from us, I'm like, wait, is it good? Like, did you like, it? <laughs> like I'm always like, let me know. But, uh, yeah. So then what happened after that first pop-up? Like obviously was encouraging for you. And Definitely. so then what happened next on that career path? Definitely. So, um, well, we, we had to, you know, take some time off. Ian had to go back on tour, right. You know? And so we were like, okay, we'll do more in the summer and then more tours and then more. And then, and then I started like overthinking everything. And I was like, I need to rework all of these recipes. Like oh, I was shit. like, I'm not, happy with these. Um, what do you think caused that? I, I don't know. Like, I just, I'm, I'm very much a, like, could this be better? Mm. Could this, you know, and I, I try like everything, like every new brand that comes out, anybody, like, I'm always like, I gotta try this. I gotta know if this is better. Yeah. No, <laughs> Yeah. but, yeah. uh, but, um, and it's not like, I don't, I don't see this like competition or anything like that. I just like, for me personally, like, I want to know, like, am I doing the best that yeah. I can? Yeah. Um, so I was like, okay, yeah, you go tour, I'll work on recipes, like, you know, and then it just like, that was in 2019. And then, you know, we had plans to do a bunch near the end of the year. Um, but then we just, it just didn't come together. And then 2020 happens mm -hmm. and then nothing happened. <laughs> I was going to say, how did that affect your business? It was actually uh fantastic for us. Really? Really? Um, yeah, like oh, you know, so it, it finally gave us like time. Like he couldn't travel. You know, like there was nothing. Like we were just like, okay, we're at home. I can finally just like play with all of these recipes and play with all of these ideas that I have. Um, a lot of failures, but right. learned a lot <laughs> from those failures. But and we finally launched like an official, like, here's our official business, um, came up with our, our name finally. So I could just like, stop being on my personal page. Like, wait, constantly. tell everyone where to find it. Okay. It's superstition. It's like underscore superstition. <laughs> I love the name. Thank you. It took us forever. I, it took us, I don't know, months to come up with a name. Yeah. Um, just because I started hating everything else that I thought. What else of. did you come up with? Do you remember? Oh, there was, 
there was like scratch vegan and there was just like there's all these like I don't know it was just we tried to be like perfect for you I feel like I, I, it was so crazy I was like because I was you know my my Instagram name is Miss Amanda 13 I've always loved like you know black cats right you know all that stuff and I'm like it's right in front of my face like this thing is right here this whole time and yeah. um so I like sat on it for a few weeks and was like okay I don't hate it still so yeah yeah let's just do this and it works. And you saw some, are you continuing to see success even in times of COVID? Yeah. I mean, we do, you know, curbside pickup, you know, no contact, like right. this, you know, um, and a lot of people were cooking at home too. Exactly. Or, so like they could get ingredients for what they were making as well. I can imagine. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Cause it's like, that's what I want. You know, I want to like encourage other people to like make something at this and like play with it um but we do love doing you know like full meals as well yeah so people can just like heat it up and eat it and it's it's perfect it's so much fun and I think that like uh finally being able to do something together also is great um yeah because we've always wanted to find a way to do something but it was like well like actually Ian was my makeup assistant a few times uh yeah you work do you work well together we do. We do. There's, you know, I mean, obviously there's issues, sure, sure, but, sure. um, overall, like, I think we want the same thing. So yeah. it's like, just keeping that in mind. It's you like, just like right. go, maybe go about it a little bit differently, but you like have exactly. the same ultimate goal. Yeah. That's how, that's how me and my fiance are. Um, Absolutely. I'm like, I would never do this the way that you're doing this. <laughs> I'm going to do it my way. You do it your way, which Ugh. is actually, it ends up working out though. Cause it's like, I can't do what he does well and he can't do what I do well. Absolutely. So then it just sort of balances out in the end. Um, did you have you gone through anything in your adult life that has shaken your confidence? Whether it was like, I don't know, a pop-up shop that didn't have as many people as you thought it was, or maybe it was like something with relationship or family or anything that like you can think of that's knocked your confidence. And how did you overcome that? Um, so right before. I moved out here. Um, I was in a really bad car accident in North Carolina. Yeah. Uh, I think it was was like a month before I moved. Um, And it was, it was really bad. Like, yeah, it was like, it was terrifying. And I honestly, like, I don't think I have recovered from that. Um, It was just like one of the scariest moments of my life. And I mean, I was totally fine. Walked away from it, but it was like, you know, total car hit a tree, rolled, like all the things that you're just like, what? Um, and it, and I just, for a long time, like I love driving. Like that was my thing. Like I love to take these like road trips and like, I would drive like hours for a show out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when I moved out here, I was like, okay, first of all, this is too much traveling. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot different. <laughs> yeah. Driving exactly. in so it's like, okay. Um, but I think like, I, I started to get like a lot of anxiety, like mm. from just being in the car, like just being a passenger even. And I was that's constantly- hard. Cause it's like, how do you continue living your life? Yeah. You know? it, it was just like, it was like devastating. So I was like, I don't feel like myself at all yeah. anymore. Um, and, and I think it was because like when the accident happened, like I did everything right. Like it wasn't me. Yeah. So it was like me feeling out of control completely. Like I was doing everything right. Everything I was supposed to do. 
Um, and it could have been a lot worse, but it's like, uh, it was still just like, okay, well, I don't trust anyone on this road right now, like ever. Um, so I've just kind of had to, you know, adapt to like, all right, I'm just gonna, I drive at weird times, you know, like I'm not going to just like put myself in these situations. Yeah. I was going to say, how do you handle it now? Like, have you, I don't even, I don't even know how you begin to deal with anxiety around, um, being in a vehicle. I don't know. Like, like, do you go to a therapist or is that not something you ever have done? Or like, is, do you, how do you, I just don't, (laughs) anxiety is so hard. And especially in LA cars are such a big part of getting like, Mm -hmm. and I wonder if, like, do you get this way? Like with trains too, like in subway? Not so much. No, that's, that's, that's like, better for me, but and, and we don't like have so... that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, we have a, we have a train, but it's like, you know, no, it's not super efficient. <laughs> it's like, there's like two stations and like, yeah, exactly. you have to like drive to get to the station. <laughs> right. It's like, this defeats the entire purpose of it. Totally. Totally. Yeah. So, yeah. so I'm just like, w- w- is there anything that if anybody out there is experiencing like anxiety or perhaps PTSD or something like that, things that have worked for you in your life? The therapy definitely helped. Yeah. Definitely like helped to, uh, you know, recenter my mindset that like not everything. And and I, I'm, I've always had like anxiety. I always think the worst is going to happen. Mm -hmm. Like I'll just, my brain will go, well, what if, what if this happens Mm -hmm. right now? And Mm -hmm. I'm like, thanks. You know, Mm -hmm. like, yeah. Okay. Um, but I think it's, I I heard somewhere it's like worrying is just like, you're just like paying a debt that you don't need to yet. You know, you're just putting your mind through this for nothing. Um, so I've, I'm still working on that and I'm still like, you know, trying to, to think that way, but it's, it's definitely really hard. It's something that, you know, is just a huge change in my life. Um, but yeah, you know, I think, that, yeah, I think, it's, I think it's getting better, but I, I, you know, it's still like, there's still moments where I'm just like, my heart is just like beating out of my chest and it's like terrifying. Has it just been getting better because of time then just like more time has passed? I think, I think so. And I think, you know, every single time you get in a car and nothing bad does happen, you're like, yeah. All right. Well, cool. Made it good. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's still like back of my mind is always like, Hey, you know? But. Yeah. And that's like, that's a rude awakening to, fi- to like, be like, Oh, wait a second. I can do everything right. Mm-hmm. And things can still go wrong. Yep. Um, I've recently had like an experience like that too, where I'm like, oh, no. but I did everything, not a car accident, thankfully, but like, um, just being like, I did everything right. But it's still wrong. Like, mm-hmm. or not wrong. It's something still happened. It's something still right. went wrong. Right. Um, yeah. And I recently lost a friend in a motorcycle accident. Oh, I'm so sorry. And so I also had to deal with that then being like, but he was 28, like a 28 year old. Mm-hmm. That's not, that doesn't fit the timeline that okay. we have yeah. for our life. You know, no one, everyone plans to get old. Like that's just what people assume is going to happen to them. Mm-hmm. And then when you're presented with something that's not that you're like, Oh, so I actually don't have control over anything. Nothing. Yeah. And like, how do you accept that? It's so scary. And then it's like, how do you learn to accept that? I don't know. I'm still trying to figure it out. Um, 
probably being in the moment's really helpful for me too, was being like, yeah, trying to stay present in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, cause at the end we like, don't have the control that we want to have. So we don't have a choice really. Other <laughs> exactly. than that, you know, exactly. And it's like, so cliche. It's like, it is, it is. It's this whole like, in the don't- moment. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you don't have control of right. anything. You don't know when your last day is going to be. So just, you know, live your live, life. Love, just like, live, love, laugh. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly it's like okay Um, I guess (laughs) I know I know god um it sounds like music has had a really big impact on you um I'd love to know more about just like your relationship to music and how it's affected your self-worth and your confidence and like what it means to you because you're the first person that's really brought up music multiple times of of something that brings you joy and Mm -hmm. that you identify yourself with. So I'm just interested how, if that's affected your self-worth or your confidence in any way. Yeah. I mean, definitely like, uh, if ever I need, like, like I always listen to music when I'm cooking, like that's always like, if I need just, if I feel like kind of down, if I just need to like, let go of all that. Um, I just, I blast anything, you know, and I like, I love death metal. I love that, but I also love classical. I love pop music. Like I love mm-hmm. everything. Um, my parents raised me on like country music. Right. So like I have the whole, like, I think my first concert, I think it was like Reba McIntyre. Like I'm pretty sure. Whoa. Yeah. Unexpected like, back then. Uh, yeah. And that, you know, and then my dad, you know, he was a big Beatles fan. So he got mm-hmm. me into like the classic rock or, you know, took me to Aerosmith when I was a little kid, you know, uh, and I just kind of built on that. And it was just always kind of a thing that I could, I felt like it was kind of mine. Like, I felt like, you know, this is my thing now. Um, I never got into like playing music. Like I, I was like, I'm going to be a listener, not a player. (laughs) Why is that? I don't know. Like, I mean, my parents always pushed me to play piano and I was always kind of like, maybe, maybe. But I just, I don't know. I, I liked, I liked just being a witness to it again. Mm. Like, you know, just, I just want to enjoy this and not, you know, have to necessarily be a part of it in that way. Um, yeah. That's important too, because it's like knowing what you want to have as like a hobby versus mm-hmm. a career, because sometimes when we move something from a hobby to a career, it ruins that thing for us. Like makeup. Like, like I loved makeup. it. Yeah. But then I hated it. <laughs> exactly. So that, I think that's important. Not something I think about a lot, but it's like, maybe is something's just meant to be a hobby and not meant to be a career and vice versa, you know? Absolutely. Cause I feel like, you know, if you go too hard into something, it, you know, you can ruin it for yourself. Yeah. You know, if, if, if you let it, but, um, yeah, I just, I never felt, you know, a couple of times, like I've been like, Ian, teach me guitar and I'll get like a few lessons. And I'd be like, I don't know. Not for me. <laughs> <laughs> this is too much. Yeah. Yeah. But um, sure. he really does try. He really is like, okay, let's, let's do it. I'm like, no, that's not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, like, you know, when I, when I turned 18, you know, and I, I started going to all these shows, like these like death metal shows. And I would always like, it was always an event for me. Like I skipped my prom to go see Slayer. Like I did, I was like, I don't, I don't care about this. I just want to do, you know, what I want to do. And it was always like, I felt like 
the cool one you know I was the cool girl who yeah. always goes to these shows and like mm-hmm. metal girl um and it really did it just kind of gave me like a boost that I didn't know I needed at the time um but I think really really helped me to like go for what I wanted mm. overall yeah. but it just sounds like the arts have a big impact on you definitely anything yeah. creative anything um that I feel like if I can hear other people's passion in it too, you know, it's like, I I just appreciate that so much. Like when you see someone that really enjoys what they're doing, it's just, it's so inspiring. Cause it's like, you want to like take a part of that and be like, all right, I'm going to use this for me, you know? Um, Cause so many people are just doing, you know, not what they want. And it sucks. It's like, yeah, you're miserable. And that's miserable for me to watch that happen. Totally. (laughs) Totally. But like, you know, seeing, seeing the, you know, like these little local bands that are terrible, you know, mm-hmm. they're terrible, but they're having a great time and they're yeah. giving every single thing they can on that stage. It's like, you can't help but be inspired. Like, it's so true. Mm-hmm. It's so true. I relate to that in thinking of like live comedy since I'm like in, in that world and being like, oh, people can do like horrible shows, <laughs> but if they're having fun, then I'm invested as an audience member. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I, it works with both. Um, do you do anything on your day to day? Do you have like a routine or something that you do to keep yourself grounded? Mm -hmm. What do you like? What is that? Um, I like for you, I recently, well, I guess like two or three years ago, I got into, um, working with tarot and, Mm. (laughs) um, and I, I didn't know what I was doing at all. I was like, these are cool. I'm going to yeah. try this. Yeah. Um, so I just, you know, I got, um, I got a deck and I was like, I was reading, I, you know, I studied this, like the little guidebook, you know, and I was like, it's, I was just obsessed with the art again, like the creative, you know, and I was reading it and I was like, cause I've always been into astrology. You know, I right. like, I like that for just, just cause it makes you think it's not necessarily like, I think like this is going to predict the future for me, mm-hmm. but it makes me look at things in a different way mm-hmm. than I already am. So yeah, I started um, doing like a daily card pull and I will pull the cards and I'll journal about it. And I'll, um, you know, like, okay, what does this, how does this relate to my life right now? Or, you know, is this a lesson that I need to think about for the day? So that's kind of my every day. I try to like journal and like, you know, get my thoughts out. Um, you know, if I had like some crazy dream, I'll jot that down too, but this mystically nonsense, but (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, it's, it's good for me just kind of like to reflect on. I literally just wrote down the word reflect. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I just, you know, to just kind of like recenter yourself every day and like start anew and be like, all right, this is a new day. Yesterday doesn't matter. Let's go forward and do that. But that's been a big help especially last year when it was just like, right. Everything was in limbo. So it was like, I needed something to reset each day and kind of, yeah. And like, I just got my first tarot deck in December of 2020. Yeah. It's been such a fun journey. Um, but you know, you can, for people who are listening, who are like, I don't know if tarot's for me. It's like, Oh, well, you know, any sort of journaling, any, anything that you do that can help you reflect on the day. And there's so many different things that you can do to do that, you know, and, and tarot is just one of them. 
I personally have had such a good time with it. And um, yeah, but like, that's, that's a really good point is just like finding something that helps you reflect and like recenter um, is key. Um, what, what else do I have to ask you? Oh, <laughs> what's your relationship? This is what I like. I have something I like to ask people. What is your relationship with like non-attachment or like not being attached to outcomes? Is that something that you're good at or think about or like yeah I mean like I said like I learn you learn just as much from your failures as you do like yeah your successes um and I think it's it's really valuable and it's a way to embrace you you have to embrace them um like when I do like say I do a new recipe for like a new cheese or something Mm -hmm. like I have this idea for a new flavor I'm like all right. I have like this crazy notebook of just like scribbles, just like, all right, not, this is not working. This is not working, but it's, uh, it's still fun. Like, it's still like, even if it's terrible, it's like, well, okay. It's, it was a fun thing to do. And now I know, yeah. <laughs> like, I know this is not going to work, but, um, you mean, not course, letting like, failures, not letting failures, like get to you. Yeah. But instead viewing them as a way to grow. Absolutely. And, and one of the things that, um, I've been thinking about is like, uh, you know, it's kind of going around the internet. Like you don't have to worry about being perfect at something the first time that you try something new. And I think that's really important because, you know, when I, the, I think the first, like, uh, like vegan meat that I tried to make was just disgusting. Like it was, the, it was so nasty. <laughs> it's like, okay, this is terrible. Like it was like, I was like, this is a brain. Like this is holding like a brain consistency, but, um, but I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to give up because like, I know (laughs) this is not supposed to be the outcome here, but, um, yeah, I just think like, you just got to keep going if, and especially if it's something that you're passionate about, like if you, you, you know, cause my thing was, I had this goal of like, all right, I want to show because my extended family is very much like they're all hunters. They're all hunters or they're fishermen or really. Yeah. And, and like very much like meat centric. And, um, so I was like, okay, well I can eat all of the same stuff that you're making, but vegan. And so that was kind of my thing. Like I was clear, I was just posting for spite. Like that was it. Like I was like, look, look at this, look at this. (laughs) <laughs> I was like, I had no goal, like of anything. It was just like, all right. And like now over time, they're just, they've contacted me. They're like, this is madness. Like how, how are you doing this? And I was like, see, you don't like, so yeah, I think spite drives me a lot now that I <laughs> just be spiteful all the time. Um, just be spiteful. <laughs> <laughs> what is the next, what is the next steps or what is next for your business for superstition? Like, what are your, what are your goals for it? And like, how do we purchase and all of those things? <laughs> yeah. So, um, we've actually been talking about that, like pretty heavily over the past couple of weeks, you know, mm-hmm. um, cause we're already kind of outgrowing what we can do right in this format. Um, and which so- is right now it's like that Instagram account contact you directly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. For, cause when we started superstition, I was like, all right, I, I, cause I wanted to separate, you know, my personal page from that. So I wasn't having people just like in my inbox, like, right. Hey, let me order food. I'm like, oh, I cannot like, 
there's too many things. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we set up like, you know, the whole like ordering platform and a way for people to like, so it's organized and like fair and like, yeah, you know, cause we sell out like all the time. So it's like, I know every time I try to get on there, it's always sold out. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, uh. but yeah, so I just, I wanted to make it like fair and, and, yeah. you know, um, kind of out of my hands more so like, all right, go through the link, do that. Um, but I think what we want to do, like, we really want our own little place. Like that yeah. is, that's our goal. Like we thought about a food truck and I'm like, Ooh. I just talked about my fear of <laughs> like, let me not. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think, I think that's what we want to do. Um, where it's going to be. I don't know. There's been yeah. a lot of like, should we go not in LA, you know, right. where it's like, there's so many options and amazing right. options. Um, so it's like, do we take this somewhere that doesn't have those options that doesn't mm. have like the abundance that Los Angeles has. Right. Um, so that's, that's a lot to think about. And it's, yeah. uh, it's, it's heavy. Cause like, we love it here and we right. love our people here. Um, but, but you want uh, people who don't, can't get that experience in other absolutely. cities to be able to get it. Yeah. Absolutely. That makes and, sense. and, you know, cause I, like from my personal page, you know, I have people from all around the country and it's like, they're like, Oh, come, come here. Like, right. We have nothing. Like all we have are like the impossible whopper from like Burger King. And it's like, yeah, yeah, we can do better. You know, like, you know, you need better options there. Um, so that's been a big thing. Like, do we want to move? Do we want yeah. to stay? Yeah. Because you can't chip, you don't chip to other places. No. Yeah. So it's just like pickup only. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a lot to think about. Um, it's a lot. It's heavy. It's like oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's heavy and it's also exciting because you're expanding and like what a dream. It's so yeah. It's so fun. Like I wake up and I'm like I get to just like make vegan food for people. Yeah. And I love so much when it's like non-vegans that order and are like or you know, they give it to their dad. They're like, Oh my, my dad's not vegan, but he loves your food. And now I have to order extra because he yeah. wants it. And I'm like, that's the absolute best. Cause it's yeah. just like planting those little seeds of like, yeah, we Absolutely. don't eat just salads. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have any, before I recap, uh, what we've talked about, do you have any like advice or something that you've heard or learned or something that's helped you with your confidence that you could give to listeners who are feeling like maybe they're, they're not in their best confident selves right now? Um, one of the best pieces of advice, um, that's just personally helped me, um, is kind of just say like, fuck it. Like, just try, like if, you know, cause you know, people, the, the encouragement of like, oh, you can do it. You're going to be great. Like, it's going to be, you're going to be fantastic. It's like, that doesn't always help because then when you're not fantastic, you're, you're so brought down by that. You're like, oh, these right. people like are telling me I was going to be so great, but it's not right. But if you have this attitude where it's like, it doesn't matter, like it's okay. If you fail, just do what you want to do. And just, you know, try you don't even have to try your best I feel like just yeah. you know give it a shot and you know go for what you want and if you know it doesn't work out the first time like maybe it will the next or the next right. or the next or you know I, I for me like that's just helpful overall because yeah you know, I, I was always trying to like I said like people pleasing I finally was like nah no it's mm -hmm. not mm -hmm. I can't you know 
So just say fuck it. And but it's hard because people pleasing also keeps you from figuring out who you are and what you like and, and what your interests are and where you want to take up space in the world because it's dictated upon who you're talking to. Yeah. It's so, other people. Yeah. So I, I relate to that too, of like growing up as a people, like a bit of a people pleaser and then being like, Oh wait, now I don't, as an adult, I don't know what I like <laughs> and want because it's all yeah. been based on the influence yeah. of other people and trying to make them happy. So that's really important too, is just saying, I'm not going to be a people pleaser anymore and yeah. figure out what you love. Yeah. And it's like, I feel it's weird. Like I turned 33 this year and I was like, something like snapped. And I was like, really? wow, I do not care. Like, I, <laughs> I, like, I, like, and I think learning to say no was like Ooh, a yeah. big thing for me because again, like, it's like, I, I always want to be nice. Like, I think there's this whole thing, especially for women, like you always have to be like overly nice. Like, like if you see on my Instagram, like if I'm telling someone, no, I have to tell them no in the nicest way possible, or they're going to get, I'm going to be like, oh, she's just she's so bitter. Like she's bitch. Mm-hmm, you know, like mm-hmm. it's like, let me put heart emojis around. I know everything. it's like, I had to put 85 exclamation points. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not a bitch. Yeah. And it's, it's just like, like the other day, like I, I wrote a comment and I like hit send before I hit my little smiley face emoji. And I was like, oh. I look so aggressive. I got to delete right. this. It's I'm like, Oh, this is so weird. Like, why did I just do that? Like I'm saying the same words, but like, I have to like soften everything. I know. And it's just, it sucks, but it's, it does. <laughs> I it don't, does I don't know how to fix that yet. <laughs> I know me either. It's like, um, you, that, that reminded me, do you experience like, like keyboard warrior situation? Or I don't know. Is that the right word? But like, just like cyber trolls. bullies. Yeah. yeah. Trolls, trolls, trolls. trolls, big trolls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, do, I do. And I, it's weird. I used to get like the, the anti-vegan, but now it's the vegans. Now it's like, they're coming for me for some reason. Like, what are they mad about? Like at everything. Like, <laughs> it's just like, well, you know, why do you have to make it look so much like meat? Like it looks too real. <laughs> okay. It looks too much or, or, you know, they're mad that like, I started a business instead of just like posting recipes. Mm, mm, um, and that mm. was a big thing. Like the other day, like someone was like, Oh, you're just this like capitalist. Like, I'm like, I don't think like that's <laughs> like, calm down. <laughs> but, um, it's like, no, I mean, why are you yelling at me? Go yeah. yell at these other companies. Like, what are you doing? Like, right. I'm and like, I mean, Ian says, he's like, you know, even if you would give out these recipes, people wouldn't make them. They're so involved. It's, you know, right. it's like, and I know that cause I do post, you know, when I do post recipes, I'm like, nobody makes these like, right. no one's doing right. this, right. you know, right. yeah. it's just that they, they want to have it. Like, they're like, I just, I want this. What an, that's pretty entitled. <laughs> it's I'm, yeah. It's I'm entitled lot. to this person's creation yeah. and art without yeah. pay, without paying them. Yeah. And I'm like, this is, this is a little, a uh, little much for me. And does, um, that, does that affect you when you get people like that commenting on your stuff? Oh, all the time. Like, I, cause I'm very, I'm very sensitive. Me too. You know? Pisces hearts, you know, like I was going to say, wait, what's your sun sign? Pisces. And what's your moon? Gemini. Well, and I'm Aries rising, which is why oh, people think. I, yeah. It's like, <laughs> the, I'm a mess. Um, but, <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, you know, people, the comment that like hurts me the most, I think is like, 
oh, you know, if you just gave these recipes out, more people would be vegan. Like putting it on me personally that they're, that that's the reason they can't go vegan is because you don't have this one recipe. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. No at sense all. at all. It's okay, but I went vegan <laughs> without this. So right. what is, and it's just, I think it's just a way to like be hurtful overall. Yeah. Like you're just being mean because they know that like, you know, that's why I'm doing this. I'm not doing this for health reasons. I'm not doing this for any other reason other than I just don't want people to eat animals. Like that's mm-hmm. it. Um, mm-hmm. So that's kind of their way of just being like, fuck you. Like, yeah. Like, mad. how do you deal with it? Are you just like, does it still bother you? Or are you just like, fucking idiot? I mean, like I said, like lately, I'm just like, okay. Yeah. Cause it's happened so many times. The first, you know, the first uh, hundred, it kind of, it sucked. Um, but yeah. it's, but I mean, it's just like my good friends, you know, I, I tell them, I'm like, you know, what do I say to this? And yeah. I'm just like nothing because like right. nothing you do is going to make them happy. Like you can give them a recipe. They're still probably going to annoy you. <laughs> like It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So, and then, so finally I've just been like, all right. And I mean, it did help too, like getting that business page to be like, okay, well this is here. So you can go over here where Ian right. might answer and he's not going to be nice. <laughs> Right, 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 right. So it's like, you know, just kind of taking that uh, little step helped a lot. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I'm going to recap what we've chatted about um, in this talk. Feel free to change or correct or add anything. Okay. Um, Okay. Confidence is being content with what you're doing. Find your calling. Find an art that gives you power. In this case, we were talking about death metal. Uh, <laughs> love it. find a like-minded community, find a creative outlet. If you're not happy in a job, leave it, experiment mm-hmm. with what you love, follow your curiosity, get support from your friends, educate yourself on the world around you, which I pulled that from you becoming vegan from a documentary and like Absolutely. using to find resources to educate yourself and grow as a human being on this planet. Um, Perfect. find time to play, fail and learn therapy, incorporate music into your life, get creative, listen to other people's passions and get inspired. Tarot, reflect, journal, recenter yourself every day. Um, You learn just as much from your failures as your successes. You don't have to worry about being perfect when you're learning something new. Fuck it and just try, go (laughs) for what you want and learn to say no. Absolutely. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Uh, There's the recipe for you. (laughs) Yeah, there it is. Just send everybody to this podcast. Exactly. (laughs) I have all of your answers right here. Um, (laughs) Well, thank you so much for your time. It's so good to see you. Thank you for having me. What's your, where can people find you? What's your like Instagram? I know we said superstition, but do you want to give out your other one too or no? Sure. It's uh, Ms. MZ Amanda 13. And that's on Instagram, baby. And if you're in the if you're in the LA area and you're looking for some good vegan eats, hit up Superstition. Send her that message on Instagram. Uh, all right. Well, uh, it was so good seeing you. So good to see you too. Thanks for listening to this episode of How the Fuck Did You Get So Confident? Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. And you can also head over to patreon.com slash howthefuck for bonus episodes, video content, and more. Thanks again. <laughs> <laughs>